Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Berhantu with me, Hafiz Rahman. Thank you so much for listening and making Berhantu your choice of podcast for anything horror. Uh, let's see, what do we have here? Sorry, I'm just like skimming through possible stories to share with you. Um, and this is a story about a girl called Lucky. <laughs> okay, if you don't get a reference, you are too young. Um, this is actually a story from a friend. Well, not a friend. Um, she is someone who has been listening to Berhantu. She's from Malaysia. So her name is Hidayah. Hi, Hidayah. Right, so basically this is a story that she shared with me about um, her childhood. And she said... So, okay, so the reason why I wanted to share with you this story is because it got to a point where... Uh, it got really messed up like in the middle and the fact is the mother brought her out to Kloa and then like they saw someone and it's almost like they went to another world okay okay now this is a very interesting story Um, so Hidayah um, says that she lives with a single mom and two other sisters but she said that the two other sisters the age gap is quite bizarre like quite big lah. so it's about five years difference so as a child she always had to play by herself so whenever the mom was busy working, she would send um her kids, her, her her three daughters to the to her late grandmother's house. And then they at the late late grandmother's house they also have like three other cousins, also huge age gaps. So naturally she would always either spend time with the grandmother or she would spend time by herself because she was too small and no one no one wanted to play with her. Um so recently she said that I mean, because she was young at the point of time and she, she was unaware. Recently, her, her, her sisters told her that as a kid, she used to have a imaginary friend, right? And she would always talk to herself, mind kejar sorang-sorang, like play catching by herself. And it would freak them out, lah, you know, because they're much older. They would freak, freak, freak them out. Then they would ask me. And then this Hidayah would say, oh, my friend's name is Lisa. And... Because they were freaked out, they would like imaginatively like hit this Lisa and then Hilaria would get so angry and then she would protect this imaginary friend of hers to the point where she would actually cry. Um, she had no in- recollection of having this imaginary friend, um, even of this Lisa, alright? So no matter how many times they talked to her about it, she can never recall this memory. And then things got really freaky one day when they moved to a new apartment. Alright, so the following year they moved to a different apartment, and the place was kind of creepy, lah. Okay, so she said that the this apartment the lift is always rosa, like the lift is always spoiled, and they had to always take the stairs, and they live on the fourteenth floor, by the way. Um, so she said one day my sisters uh, and I, she said was climbing the stairs to balik rumah to go back home, and we bumped into this guy on the eleventh floor, and he was bleeding from his head because someone had actually tetak kepala like someone had hit his head with a hammer. But that's an actual person, regardless it was traumatizing. So now, this is what happened, okay? So when she was five years old and she was she just moved into that apartment, um the sisters were all in school and the mother was at work. So our uh, she said her neighbor's BB, her neighbor's mate, wanted to ask if she could bring the kids downstairs for swimming. Right? Because the, this 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 condo slash apartment had a swimming facility, lah, you know, so they wanted to bring the kids there. And because the neighbor also had children who were around uh, Hidayah's age, so the mother allowed her to bring Hidayah out, lah, you know? Now, this is what she said. She said, I remembered as a kid, and this was one of my earliest memories, okay? When I was at the pool, I saw a lot of kids around my age. And they were lambai. <laughs> so creepy. 
they were waving at me. And they were waving at me by the door towards the lift. Okay? So being the idiot that I was at five years old, I was intrigued. So I got out of the pool and I went towards these kids who were waving at me at the, at the lift. She said, I remembered very well that I was playing with a bunch of kids. But from another person's point of view, the baby that was looking after me couldn't find me and she went all over the place. She went floor by floor and she couldn't find me. At this point of time, my sisters had returned from school and my mom, uh, someone called the mom and the mom went back home and they were all looking for, for her. For a few hours, by the way, they were screaming the name, they were screaming my name, they were going floor by floor using the staircase. When they came, almost Maghrib time, alright, they were still looking, looking for Hidayah. And then they, again, they go and, and then they slowly saw small wet steps, uh, wet footsteps leading up to the stairs. They followed me and they called the name, they called my name Hidayah, 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 and they went to the 11th floor and I finally answered them and they found me playing all by myself. And those kids that I saw was not there after that. So she said that I had a high fever almost a week after the incident. And that was the earliest memory of me being able to see these things. Um, or being in contact. Or being in, 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 you know, yeah. So, nothing followed after the event until they moved to another apartment in Selangor. Alright, so this is what happened. Now, this is the part where it got freaked out, okay? Okay. Yeah, I, I, like when, when I was reading the story, I got freaked out, okay? So she said that they moved now to an apartment in Selangor. So she was now six years old, alright? And she lived there. Um, and she lived there all the way until early this year. So this is basically her, the, the place that she grew up in. Um, she always felt that the house was slightly creepy, alright? Now, Hidayah would sleep in the mother's room along with the two other sisters, right? So my mother, she said my mother, myself and two other sisters were all crammed in the same room. And we would always hear people moving furniture, ketuk lesung batu, you know, batu lesung, um, you know, the, the, the pestle and mortar, that someone would actually knock that, knock on that. Um, the, the usual lah, main guling, you know, um, marbles and all that. So when, when these sounds come up, my mother would actually sternly say, Jangan nak tunduk-tunduk diri, eh? jangan main-main, like, do not show yourself, don't don't play, play, don't play around. And she said, one night, my mother was washing the dishes in the kitchen, alright? And the kitchen window is facing the corridor, so she can see people leaving and coming lah, right? That night, she said, she was washing the dishes, she heard my sister's voice calling her from outside. And then she looked up, and she saw my sister waving at her as she was leaving. So my mom was like, why the hell is my daughter outside? So she called, but the thing just went, walked away. And then she went to the kid's room. And the sister was just there, sleeping. So she said that was one of the few incidents that happened in the house where this thing showed itself to her. Now, one day, alright, when we, she said that when we moved here in Selangor, in this, in this place, we didn't have a car or anything. So we would either like take a cab or go by train, right? So one day, she said, I followed my mom to pay for the electricity bills. So and she said, at the point of time, you have to go to TNB to, to pay her the bill. TNB is like this. It's um, the equivalent to SP services in Singapore, right? So it's called TNB in Malaysia. So we would take, take the train and, and she would take the KTM, right? So one fine day, she took the KTM with the mother to, to pay the bill at TNB. Malaysians would know that KTM is the slowest train available, okay? 
But on that day, and remember, this was in the early 2000s, okay? Early 2000s. She said when we went to the station and when we bought the train, everything seemed so modern. She said the train was as fast as a bullet. And the people in the train were dressing very, very modernly. The surrounding was different. And my mom even said, Oh, dah lain eh, kereta api sekarang? She said, eh, now the train is very different, ah. Alright? So at this point of time, I she do not know whether she has... I personally, guys, when I'm reading, sorry, I felt like they were not tempat bunian. I didn't... I, I, I thought like they might have gone into another world. Okay, but this is just my theory, lah, you know? So she said that, um, yeah, everything was very modern. Now, when we got to the station we wanted to go, we were the only one who alighted from the train. And the train station was very empty. <sighs> okay. So my mom wanted to go to the other side of the station uh, of, uh, where the counter is to ask, to ask lah, right? Like, like to, to go to the, to, to exit the, the, the station. We, so we had to take a bridge to cross over to the other side. Now, on this bridge, we bumped into an Indian woman. Now, this Indian woman was wearing a t-shirt. Listen, eh? this, okay. this, is very, this is very important, okay? She was wearing a t-shirt, jeans, and sport shoes and bright red lipstick. And she said, Hey, where are you going? No one is going there. No train is coming this way, da. So then my mom told her, like, Oh, we, we want to go and pay our, our bill at, at this place. She said, Okay, okay, I'll, I'll bring you guys. I'll get you guys there. And so she walked in front of us. And then she made us walk on the train track. And this is the part where she says, Was really weird because my mom and her and just followed this, this lady blindly. To cross the train track, uh, the, the, the train track. Now, I need to highlight here that this Indian lady smelled very, very wangi, very, very um. She smelled, she smelled very nice. Okay. While walking, my mom was reciting ayat kursi, and I was very annoyed. I do not know why I was very annoyed at one of time. Okay, so from the track, this Indian lady led us to an open area where there's a lot of lalangs, right? But I saw like one temple and a lot of big houses there. It's, and the houses like like in new houses. So she led us to a very steep staircase. Okay, and, and, and the staircase is like really tall. And it's like menjunam. It's like almost, almost like perpendicular to the to the ground. Right? Okay. So she said that. She went up. She said, oh, you just walk up the stairs. You don't look back, okay? And word by word, this is what she said. You just walk straight up. Jangan pusing belakang. So this one of the time, the mother was like, something is not right. So she, she, she walked up, she walked up, walked up the stairs with the mother. They took the stairs and the steps were too small. She said, I was seven years old, okay? And my small feet could fit nicely on the steps, but my mother had to walk sideways because her feet was too big. At this one of the time, the whole incident, my mom was kept reciting Ayatul, Ayatul Kursi and I snapped at her. I said, Ibu, diamlah bising. Right when we got to the top, guess where they were? They were at the freaking highway and the cars were just like swooshing by. So we saw a taxi from the um from, from far and his hazard lights on. So he slowed down. He actually stopped. He eventually stopped like, to pick us up. Then we got into the taxi. He said, You wapa kasini. Sini keras wo. Now what are you doing here? This place is very haunted. <sighs> and then she said, So actually, so we went to the place and then we 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 went. I do not know where they went. I don't know whether it's a counter or a shopping center. She didn't specify. But she finished settling the Bills, okay, and that was when something happened to her, to Hidayah. She said, "I started itching under my armpit, 
and it started to spread to my whole body until my whole body macam berkudis like like there's like like things lah like happening on on the body like lesions and all that and i started i started to smell because these lesions or this this these things that's on my body started to have like nana you know like pus and all that it got so bad that she couldn't sleep and she's a 7 year old girl eh? and this happened right after this this incident that she met an indian lady and she went up to that imaginary I would say imaginary train lah. I do not know the train led her to where. So my mom, she said my mom decided to berubat. Alright? Antar berubat. Bila pergi jumpa ustaz ni, ustaz just laugh and said, Kuil mana kau main ni? Which temple did you play at? Ah, menurut aku naik. So she said apparently the lady that we saw was an Indian puntianak. I didn't even know existed. And my mom told me that when the lady walked in front of us, she saw this Indian lady body there was muscular, like berketul-ketul. I don't know how to, how to explain, like really muscular and like ripped. But I saw a completely normal woman's body. And that's the reason why my mother kept on baca ayat kursi. Okay. Now, so what happened. So she said that, the house so that's, this is one one of the things that happened to her as a kid but she said that another thing that happened to her was a few incidents that happened in, in her house she said that, 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 that she's living now lah you know um, so as, as I mentioned we all slept in the mother's room but as they grow older we started cleaning the other rooms which, is, which has been used as a store for years and they initially moved into their respective rooms so my sisters were sharing a room and I had a room all by myself so I always had trouble sleeping in that room. Um, even when I sleep, I would get nightmares and sort of sleep paralysis. So what I would see is I would see a black figure in the room by the edge of the bed. Sometimes the takacau doesn't disturb, but they're just there. I would find my my things missing, you know, and finding it in a completely different place. There was one time she said, "This is one time I was doing a science project. I had to grow taugela from green beans, right? So I put my bowl with my green beans by the window." And the window is closed at all times. But overnight, the bowl would nicely be placed at the corner of my room where I would see the black figure with one bin missing every single day to the point where I could give up the project. She said, Sampai akhirnya aku give up the project. Ha ha ha. She said, Because someone has been taking away the bins. So, one day, now, one day this happened. In our bathroom, there is a tongbaldi, which is the 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 water receptacle, right? Where we keep our water. So we always put the lids on top because we do not want ADs, right? At night, we would hear as if orang would open the lid and close it, and it goes tuk tuk tuk, you know. But when we check, there's no one, and then we would close the bathroom door, and then we would hear scratching sound from under the door. There was one incident she said when me and my second sister was sleeping my elder sis was awake but she heard my mom's voice calling her which was normal because my mom would always call us to either like urut her or what except that there was just me and my sister at home my mom had balik kampung and she actually answered that that voice who called out for her and walked over to my mom's room but obviously she didn't see anyone there. So she said that there were many incidents where they used the voices and appearance of our family members to like play around with us, you know, in this, in this house at Selangor. Um, now, so this is what happened. Fast forward, 
um, she moved to a different state to study. Alright, so she's first. She said that when I moved to a different state, I would always feel like something was following me, um, but it never showed itself. So I would have a problem sleeping myself. Uh, sleeping myself. Alright, and it got to a point where I would be so tired I can barely get any sleep, and if I sleep, I would get nightmares. So what I would see in my dreams is that I would see this ugly creature trying to chase me down or eat my face. Sometimes I would see something by the edge of my bed, a black figure, but I didn't know if it was the same figure at home in Selangor or not. Every time I get these nightmares, I would wake up and try to read Ayatul Kursi, but I couldn't. Either I would forget, or my my tongue would be like tight. So one day, I got one of these nightmares again. I was crying and I called my mother. Then my mother said, okay, you know what? Tak apa, balik rumah. You, you come back home. Don't sleep in the hostel. Come back home. Sleep with me. That day, when I wanted to go back home, I got a really high fever. My my my, my head was really, really hot. I, I feel like, as if like smoke is coming out from, from, from my head. But I decided to just proceed to go home. So I just sat down with my mom and I slept with her. Middle of the night, my mom went out of the room for a smoke and I was alone. And I got the same nightmares again. And when I wanted to woke up, when I wanted to wake up and I wanted to read Ayatul Kursi, it felt like something was pulling the tongue out of my mouth. And it felt like the longest time ever. But it wasn't long according to my mother, but to me it felt like hours. So after I sat I was just crying and screaming and crying because I was so scared. So, yeah. My mom did watch something and it never happened again. Alright? Um, she said every now and then I would still get those nightmares but I would be able to wake up and read Ayatul Kursi. We have also moved to a bigger house now and I've not seen any figures around the house so far, Alhamdulillah. She said she's now not living in that Selangor house, haunted house anymore. A side story about the mother. Now remember the mother's single mother, right? As I mentioned earlier, my mom is a single mother and she's been single for over 20 years. But my mom has generally been very short-tempered. That's how I, I know her growing up. So a few years ago, in fact, a few years ago, the mother got sick overnight and her immune system got haywire and her skin became berkudis. Macam got a lot of scars. Uh, not scars lah. I don't know what's kudis in English. I'm, yeah, but you can Google it lah, kudis. So when we went to the hospital, the, the, the doctors were like, macam, unable to explain it, but what they concluded was that her immune system was haywire. So she would, they, they gave her like medicine and all that lah. You know, so months after that, my mom was recovering. We actually brought her to a to a holiday to Kuantan. So when we went to the beach. She saw this huge pokok ketapang. Um, so she said that during the process, Hidayah said that in the process of when she was sick, the mother kept on asking for down ketapang, down ketapang because apparently she said that this thing is good for her. But they couldn't find it. So one fine day when they brought her to to Kuantan for holiday, she saw this pokok ketapang. Right. Um, so anyways, my sister was, she, my, my sisters went to swim and my grandmother and my, my, my mother was at the beach. So the guy came, uh, one guy came and he was selling air kelapa. He talked to my mother macam, like, eh kak, mana duduk sini, jauhnya duduk. So my mom macam sat closer to his kiosk lah, you know, because he was, it was actually a counter lah where he was selling um, air kelapa. He asked my mom, um, kakak sakit ke? Saya nampak kakak tengok daun ketapang tu. Bagus tu. She said, are you sick? I saw you looking at the leaves of the ketapang tree. It's apparently good for you. Alright? So apparently this guy, I, she said that maybe Tuhan nak na, 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 tolong mak dia, whatever. This guy turned out to have some gifts, right? So he concluded lah. I, I, I do not know whether they believe or not, but he concluded that the mother, someone had sent the mother something 20 years ago. That's why my mother has always been very hot referring to her temper. Panas, you know. Tak jumpa jodoh. 
Joro anak-anak pun tersekat Rezeki pun tersekat Which was true enough My mom was never able to meet someone new or remarry And my sisters who were all engaged All got broken off And we didn't live an easy life at that point of time Selalu juga susah So now apparently that thing Dah tak nak my mother He doesn't want my mother anymore And it wants to come out Which was why my mom got sick So that benda macam memerontak lah That thing is like macam Making a big deal out of it To, to get out of the body Um And so to cut in short They they did Macam do, They did find someone To help the mother to You know be better She said that I know this sounds very anticlimactic But Turns out Something was trying to Get out from my mother's body After 20 years inside her And True enough After That whole thing has has happened Things got better for us You know my sisters are all well And and now Cari kerja pun senang Finding work was also very easy And my mom is just resting at home now. So she said that this was something that I wanted to share with you about my life story when I was a young kid. You know, seeing these imaginary kids waving at me to the lift, to taking this train, this KTM, yang so modern, as if I was being brought to the future. Experiencing meeting an Indian Puntiana in my hostel, in my house in Selangor, and, and the thing that happened to my mother. So I thought I wanted to share with you. And thank you so much, Hidayah, for sharing that story. Um, that has been a journey. Uh, so for those of you who have more stories to share, uh, please email me at hafizabrahman at yahoo.com. H-A-F-I-D-Z-A-B-D-R-A-H-M-A-N at yahoo.com. And thank you so much for listening to Berhantu. New episodes coming. I do not want to like, macam cakap, oh, new episodes coming every week because I'm like a, the laziest podcaster ever. You probably get episodes when I'm free lah. That's just the deal that you have made with me lah, guys, huh? Okay, good night. Bye. <laughs>